That song is stupid as fuck, but I love it. Yo, we got a good show for you today. Got my boy DJ Friends and all the way live from Las Vegas. He's going to give us some good inside tips of uh, his DJ life. Not inside tips, but a journey on his DJ life. And uh, you're really going to enjoy it. Let's begin this shit. Yo, what up? It's your boy Sammy Sam. Welcome back to Booty and the Beast podcast. Today, we got a special one. We all the way in Las Vegas, man. Vegas, baby. We in Vegas. <laughs> it's a weird time out here. It's a weird time. Hey, so you've been out here, what, since Saturday? Since Saturday. And you just told me what? <laughs> Dog, this shit is weird as fuck. You know, I haven't, I haven't been out. Like, I haven't been out since March. I Like, we got, you know, the stay-at-home requests, I think, on... March seventeenth, I think. Right. Like weekend, St. Patrick's Day weekend, and March fifth. I say March fifteenth. Everybody knows that. Everybody puts that on their unemployment shit. March fifteenth. <laughs> <laughs> that's when unemployment shit started hey, hitting. Shout out to everybody who hustled the government. Too. You know what I mean? Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, we went the mayor before. That's uh the mayor, the fucking the man of fucking Las Vegas, DJ Friends, and what's up, Sammy? Yes, indeed, bro. Men, I'm out here, so I was like. Yo, I'm out here, I brought my podcast shit and fucking, I was like, dude, I'm an idiot for not calling calling you up and fucking doing the podcast with you. And we're here, bro. Yeah. So you stayed a, you stayed a couple extra days just to... Yeah, I was going to go home yesterday and you were like, yo, like, let's do it tomorrow. So I said, fuck it, let's go. We're here now. Yeah, shit, man. <laughs> there wasn't anything else to do. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, how weird is that shit? Um, you do do you even go to the fucking, you don't go to the strip. No, I don't, and I haven't. I wanted to ride a bike down the strip. That's the great thing about this, like, for the longest. But you know, I've been streaming every night. Every yeah, single night you've been, been on. Streaming. So I think so, I rocked with you on IG every night for the first like three, four weeks. You did. So that started um, my first uh, IG live continuously, like consecutively. I haven't stopped ever since. It was March twenty second. So ever since March twenty second, I believe that's it was a Sunday night. I've been going ever since. Every yeah, night. That's dope. Yeah. And that shit, but that shit's like opening up different opportunities for you. Oh, most definitely. So, you know, as a lot of DJs know, um, when we were on IG Live playing music, we would always get cut off because of the uh, copy. Yeah. Man, that shit was whack as fuck. We kept yeah. having to log back in and oh, shit. Oh, my goodness. It was like, but we were doing it. Yeah, no, you know, and that's the crazy thing. Like, that's how I knew I had something special because... You know, okay, so Instagram would cut us off, and then sometimes I wouldn't even know they were cutting us off, but, you know, the majority of times I would get, you know, notifications on my right. phone saying they're about to cut you off. So, 
when I got that, I was. Oh, like, you would no, get a notification. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Like you know, um, it would pop up and it would say, "You're playing music that's not allowed to be played." So that's, you're about to that's cut. so fucking way. So that's how I knew. Okay, we're coming right back. They're about to cut me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I would come right back, and then seeing all those people like log back on, whether it was only you know fifty to hundred people logging back on. Yeah, show, yeah. You know, fifty to hundred people that I've never had in there. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, that was dope to me. But, you know, there was a time when motherfuckers were just getting fed up. Yeah. Like, and then I heard of Twitch. But I I always knew that Twitch was a gaming app. You know, before Twitch, before Twitch, it was called Justin TV. I remember that. Oh, shit. I didn't and, know that. And, you know, people play um, anything from, well, now Fortnite, but Call of Duty, uh, Halo. Um, what's the other one? G- uh, what is it? Um, GT. Uh, what is it? Roblox, Grand Theft, yeah, Grand Theft, Theft, Auto. Grand Theft Auto and shit like my that. Daughter's, my daughter's trying to get a Twitch account Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> for her Fortnite. For yeah. Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a lot of kids on there playing Fortnite. And uh, I always thought it was a gamer's app. And I finally realized that... Um, you guys can wow, do something. I do have an outlet because I see DJs and, you know, they must... Twitch must have got their shit together with the copyrights because you can't just do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... I was like, okay, so I kept telling, I kept telling all the listeners on IG Live, like, all right, get ready, we're gonna switch to Twitch. I didn't get, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, so I had to do some research. I had to watch a couple of DJs do their thing and see how it worked, you know. Um, maybe two, three weeks later, after I got the account, I finally decided, fuck it, man, let's go ahead and do it. And my first night on Twitch was May eighth. Okay. Okay. And what is it, July? Oh, July, August. It's August fourth now. So I've been on Twitch. Since May 8th, every night for at least six to eight hours. That's crazy. Playing music. Not just playing music, right? Telling stories. Yeah, uh, and you're, you know what I'm saying? You're the, the Franny Cam. The Franny Cam, exactly. Yo, that's just wild. You know, and that's one of the things that brought this pandemic out. I would have never went through all my fucking footage if this never would Yeah. You know, I work every day, like, whether I'm traveling or I'm in a club out here in Vegas uh, at Dre's, you know, every weekend. I never thought of going through all my hard drives. I, I thought of that as, you know, maybe one day when, when this is all over, I could give my hard drive to somebody and yeah. they could edit something. Because on some real shit, I got some Netflix shit on there, like Netflix-worthy footage on there. Like, I haven't even got to all my footage yet because all my shit's unorganized. I remember back in the day, back in the day, um, not the remixes, but like the old uh, Rockefeller videos. Yes. Like, yo, your shit, your shit could definitely be on, on oh, some of that shit. You know, and, and the crazy thing is Lenny S, who, uh, who's been taking pictures for Jay-Z, he has some footage of me. He's like, yo, I gotta send you this footage and it's footage of me on stage with Jay in fucking <laughs> in the Bay Area like in 99 or some crazy yeah. shit. And I'm rapping every single Jay-Z lyric. It's a crazy shit, but it's like little stuff like that. I don't think, you know, that would have came to light if this pandemic would have never happened, right? And now I get to share it with people all over the world. Like, you see the chat room. There's people in there from Australia, from yeah. New Zealand, from Japan, from from everywhere. All, you know, all my Canadians out there. I come in there looking for the wet wet. See, like, yo, like, yeah. yo, where you at, baby? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, the thing is, my listeners, my supporters know I play a lot of R&B. Yeah. So when it comes to the slow jam set, it, 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 it can get spicy in there. A little meow, a little meow, yeah. meow time. They put that cat in the chat. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know it's a good time. You you know, first and foremost, thank you for your support, you know. Always. When I see Sammy Sam LA and now I'm like, ah, oh, Sammy yeah. Sam. Yeah. You know? And, you know, it's, it, it's, 
it's times like this when music is really bringing everybody together, man. Definitely. And it shows because these DJs, no matter what DJ is out there, they don't have a playlist. They don't have to, you know, abide by a crowd, pleasing the crowd. You know, they get to play what they want. And I think that's the dope thing about it. I get to play what I want. And people get to see, like, okay, I'm playing Nipsey. But then I'm playing Sade. Yeah. And I'm playing Aerosmith. And I'm playing fucking, you know, <laughs> Guns N' Roses and Frank Sinatra and Drake and... Just I'm all over the place with the music, you know, and You're playing what you love and what you you know you, you finally get to do what you want, what you fucking love. <laughs> but there's people out there that appreciate it. Like, yeah, they're on the same wavelength as you, and I think that's kind of cool, you know, as a DJ to have people out there accepting. Like you can do a whole fucking, you know, uh, uh, East Coast set or a whole down South set or do a whole Afro beat set, and people actually appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate that. It's like wow, you know, music is really a medicine that, especially at these times, right, because I've gotten so many DMs, like, man, you helped save my life, and, and the funny thing is, like, I'll tell them the same shit, I'm like, it's all the same shit, because we all go through mental health, right, like, and right now, and right now is, it's crazy, it's a crazy time, but people don't really talk about it, because, you know what I'm saying, it's a touch, you know, it's a touchy subject, but right now, if you really want to talk about mental health, right now is the time, and I think this music, and, and just seeing all these different people from different parts of the world like that shit for real that shit's a medicine well for me for me personally I had to uh, step away from some music because it wasn't helping me and it wasn't like yo like yo this is getting me then like yo like well nah fuck this shit right. so I had to you know what I'm saying get me some happy music and get me right. some you know what I'm saying and I had to get, jump on the common kings and get yeah. me some you know what I'm saying get me back to some reggae shit because that's you know, feel good. yeah, that's soul music right there, bro. Like, hey, hey, that's just any any type of island music. Like I always do island stuff yeah. on my Twitch <laughs> channel. It's always goosebumps and feel good, and you know, what I'm saying I just want to have a good time, man. That's I love I love those type of vibes, man. The music is definitely healing um, for the soul, for the mind, man, and it's helping us with our mental health. And if you don't think you have mental health. You definitely have mental health because everybody has it, right? We go through emotions and like, you know, being happy is part of our mental health. You know, being sad, uh, being motivated is part of our mental health. It's all in there, right? It's a combination of just different emotions. It's just something, something that people think that, you know, just because you're doing bad, then you're going through your mental health. No, we're going, we go through our mental health every single day. We just don't know it. You know what I mean? And I think right now is a time when people, like you said earlier, People are really going through right now. There's families breaking up. You know what I'm saying? There's there's people committing suicide. Yeah. There's there's people out there that don't have a job and they don't know how to make ends meet, so they try to rob other people and and just you know commit all kinds of crimes and shit, which is which is all bad because you know the it's even it's even not only that like fucking yo know, the way our country is right oh, yo what do we believe who yeah, do we believe exactly right um you got to think about it like this too. All our lives, we've been getting brainwashed, like, from the beginning of time, like, you know, you have to, we all have to be educated, granted, you know what I'm saying, Definitely. school is great, but one thing I understand as I grew up, what we were taught wasn't always the truth in school, you know, and you know that by doing research and just, you know, hearing different stories from people who've really been through this shit, right? Yeah. And... Um, now you got Christopher Columbus statues getting taken down. Like, it's just, it's <laughs> fucked up. Like you said, we don't know what to believe. We don't know who to believe because the media, we know we know what their agenda is. Like, ever since, you know, ever since we were, 
we were young, all we seen was negative shit on the media. Right. You know, and and nowadays it's, it's the same shit. You know, they don't put any spotlight on somebody doing good for the community ever. We don't ever see that. You know, and there's there's moments like that every single year, every every month. There's moments like that. But I get it though. You know what I mean? They just want to feed that negativity in our brain and kind of try to brainwash us and. Fuck, man. I hope everybody out there does research because the best type of education is self-education, right? When you start when you start going on the internet and, and, and you start putting two and two together, yeah. it's like, for instance, this shit today that happened in Beirut. Bro, yeah. Prayers out to everybody in Lebanon, man. Somebody's saying that wasn't a bomb. I looked at that footage. That so looked like a fucking bomb. It looked like a nuke. Yeah. But then, okay, so... We didn't see anything drop from the sky. Yeah. Is it possible that a nuke can just drop without us seeing it? Because we've seen the um, what is it called? The, 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 the fucking the atomic. You know, it's just like Hiroshima, right? The mushroom. We see that. Yeah, mushroom yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm watching other people's footage, and I'm like, damn, you see the shadow of the mushroom shifting. It's yeah. Like scary. And wherever that mushroom is going, it's getting you. The top is getting taken off. Like I seen a footage from somebody. 15, 20 miles away and everything is fucked up. Like, yeah. you're not going to tell me that was just, you know, that was just a regular explosion. I don't want to believe that. Yeah, definitely. You know, just like 9-11, you're not going to tell me two planes did that. Like, I don't give a fuck what anybody says, you know, conspiracy theory or not, it's just not possible. No, I, I was I was even just talking to someone earlier. I was like, well, dude, what the fuck ended up happening to the, uh, to the Vegas shooter? Nobody's talking about that. No, that shit went away so fucking quick. Okay, so here's the crazy thing about that. I was stuck on the freeway. I I was stuck on the freeway for two hours when that whole shit happened, right? So I have people all over in Vegas. I have to... I'm going to Dre's. I'm going to Dre's to fucking DJ. I'm going to check in my hotel, bro. I'm stuck on the fucking freeway, and I don't know what's going on, so... Everybody's out of their car by this time. I'm on my phone. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Nobody knows what's going on yet. All of a sudden says, oh, they're shooting at the country show. So, bro, I'm thinking a bunch of fucking cowboys yeah, shooting yeah, at yeah, each other. Yeah. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here, right? <laughs> and then somebody says, oh, it's a mass shooting. Uh, 30 people killed. I'm like, then everything now, just I, now I'm like, I don't want to believe this shit. Yeah. Now you don't know what to believe now, right? Bro, so... Some of my boys are on the police scanners. Bro, as they're on the police scanners, I see all types of cars on the side of the road passing everybody, and all the cars got lights on. Out here in Vegas, I don't want to give up the game, but I'm giving up the game out here in Vegas. They could be in a fucking Corvette, a Tesla, a Toyota Corolla, a Honda Accord, a motherfucking mini caravan. Them boys are in any single fucking car you can imagine. I seen a fucking S five hundred Benz with fucking the lights, lights that day. It was the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life, and I knew from that day forward that. And you know, I have friends out here that are cops. They yeah, say, yeah, well, yeah. All we have to do is pay a little fee, and we got those lights on the car. Yeah, we're certified. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. So when that was happening, I'll never forget. My friends are texting me like, bro, mass shooting at fucking the country show. That, so yeah. Now, that... So now the whole cowboy versus cowboy thing is. That's out, completely out the picture. Now I'm thinking, okay, it's fucking terrorist shit going yeah. on. And it's exactly what's going on. And when they were saying one person shot all those people, that's not possible. And there's, not, no, there, there's no way a fucking uh, elderly man like that 
can fucking take all that. And I know they have footage on him. Yeah. I, I don't know what the fuck he was bringing up. Maybe he was really bringing up the guns up there. I don't know. Like, who knows? But there's no way he was the only soul shooter. Definitely. And people were saying, oh, they seen shots coming from, you know, this angle, this angle. And then here's the crazy thing. Like I said, my boys are on the police fucking scanner. They said there's shots being fired from the Tropicana. Yeah, this is. There's shots being fired from fucking the Luxor. There's shots being. They heard all this on the fucking. Yeah. On the scanner. And then people at the Tropicana, I knew some people that were over there. They're saying there's people in there shot up. So how are you going to tell me these motherfuckers are shot in the Tropicana? Yeah. So it's like that, sh- that whole shit was a shit show. Like you said, nobody's talking about that shit. Like, like that shit went away. That shit just went away. Like, yo, like, why the fuck? How the fuck that shit go away? Yeah, so- look, though, we had SARS. We had fucking the swine flu, the H1N1. We had all the Ebola, you know. And, you know, Ebola was supposed to end half of the world's lives. It's like, who do we want to believe? And exactly. what I don't believe is that this came from a bat in China. That's a made-up story. Yeah. I'm fucking, I'm part Chinese. You know what I'm saying? Like, Chinese people have been eating bats for thousands of years. Like, <laughs> you're not going to tell me, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that came from a bat in China. So I know for a fact, like, you know, people out there who's really brainwashed, like, you know, there's no right or wrong answer to politics. Right. We've always talked about this. Donald Trump is a motherfucker who just doesn't know how to talk to people. That, bro, he doesn't that- sound pleasant. He sounds like he's arrogant. And you can just tell, like... When your own wife doesn't give you the attention that you deserve, <laughs> yeah. there's a fucking problem. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can tell by the body language and all that. She ain't feeling this dude. Bro, the crazy thing is, I think he could probably have this country together if he knew how to talk to people and how to, like, you know, if he, all he needs to do is just know how to fucking talk. And talk to people and also, and, like, and, 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 and have a little bit of empathy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, empathy absolutely. goes a long ways. Like the. Well, you gotta think though, like Gino and like my friends and I, my brothers and I, we have conversations about this all the time. This dude was a billionaire before yeah. this already. He had money, so you know him talking about, oh, I've done more for black people than Obama has ever done. You know, for black businesses, yada yada. We're not talking about fucking money right now. We're talking about the fucking, you know, what I'm saying. The, the human injustice that's going yeah. on. Yeah, I think that's the, I think that's the difference of it. He's a businessman. He's not he a is. he's not a you know what I'm saying. He's not a politician. He's not a you know um, any of that. Like the thing about it, like you know whether you like or Obama or not, a six year old can understand what Obama was talking about. Exactly. And a six year old knew that Obama. Wow, this is a very intelligent guy. And the way he talked. And Regardless of you know we know we know presidents they don't run this country. We know they're just a voice for the people that really run this country, right? Um, there it is again. Don't get brainwashed thinking that when I was young, when I was young, I thought, you know, Ronald Reagan was the man. Yeah. <laughs> so my dad told me that guy's the devil. Yeah. Him and George Bush, they're the devil. And I didn't get that, bro. And, and as I grew up and started doing my own research, I'm like, damn, man, my pops was right. Yeah. What's crazy? All the shady shit they were doing behind the scenes. What's crazy, what's crazy is our, um, Biden <laughs> Biden and Trump, those are our options. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, know. like that's, that's scary. That's, that's giving people even more stressed out than... Um, Very much so. And I think the thing is, as, as a country, as, as, just, as just human beings that live in America, I think the best thing we could possibly do is 
Like really, we could form a, a movement ourselves if, if you know, somebody out there really speaks up with power. Like we could really like, you see, you see what's going on with all these marches and all these yeah. protests. Like it can be done. Different colors, different creed. You know, it doesn't matter the gender, the sex, the race. Like all that shit is out the door. Like if people really come together, like how we're coming together on Twitch with this music, shit can be done, right? And with this Biden and Trump shit, I mean, we just gotta prepare for the worst and hope for the best. <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> you dog. Know that's saying? the that's the craziest part. For real. It's a, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not even uh, Biden them not even saying what they're gonna do for you. They're just saying just get Trump out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They just hope like yo, y'all hate him, so let's fucking let's go after that. You know, and the thing is, the thing that came out of all this that I recognize is that. You know, there's people out there that's really brainwashed off of Trump's movement, regardless of the things he says, right? He's saying it blatantly. This motherfucker's out there saying, like, really bigot and racist shit. Yeah. Like, blatantly. You know, and his supporters, you can tell, they don't give a fuck. Well, we're riding with him. That's yeah. our president. You know what I'm saying? Those are the people that's been brainwashed. Like, and what's, and what's crazy is there's a lot of Mexicans and a lot of, um, well, no, I wouldn't say Mexican. I would say <clears throat> there's a lot of people that are tired of the bullshit and they're seeing a little bit of what the Democrats are, are kind of a little bit about. And they're slowly coming. They're not saying Trump is the man, right. but they're saying like, yo, he's, you know what I'm saying? He's not as bad, <clears throat> but his vocal... His vocal shit. I've been having conversations with these people. People are, are slowly leaving the Democratic side and, and the Biden side I because... Just, to me, I've never, like... Well, politics... Politics always been touchy to me because I know all politicians are shady. <laughs> right? Just like whether what it is they're trying to do for somebody else or for themselves, we all know they have... They know what type of role they're playing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They know they have to be shady. They know they have to lie to the people to try to get their vote because it, it's it's history, right? They've been fucking lying to us, feeding us lies, <coughs> telling us we're gonna do this for you, when we're gonna do that for you, and never follow through when they do get elected. You know what I mean? So we know it's all a bunch of bullshit. We know it's all a bunch of smoke and mirrors. You know, it's just how are we really gonna deal with this situation when November comes? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Man. We're gonna get right back to it. But we got to pay some bills just really quick. Shout out to my boys, the Hollow Tips. Man, they got the best cartridges in the game. Their gear is off the hook. Make sure you guys follow them, Hollow Tips. Also, shout out to my boy, Bobby D Presents. One of the illest in the game. He just opened up, started doing some of his own cartridges, the Fresh Organics. And he also just dropped some new gear. Fresh, yes, indeed, the fresh gear. Make sure you guys go out and get it and support them. Also, shout out to my brothers 448, always doing it big. They just got them a little mobile uh, shop for their clothing brand. So, make sure you guys keep an eye out for them. Also, shout out to Han Wu, all the legend sports shops, family sports. And also the accident lawyer, L.A. Make sure y'all check her out. Now let's get back to my brother, DJ Franzen, with no more interruptions.
Yo, so what? What do you say the music business is in the state of mind right now with the with the way that everything's you know, going? People got to put out fresh music. Like this is an opportunity. You got all these DJs, right? Streaming right now. This is an opportunity to really get your music out there. It's not like you have to. If you put out hot music, a good DJ is gonna play your your shit. Yeah. Regardless, so your music right now is gonna speak for itself. There's no politics. There's no. You know, middleman trying to say, oh, this is the hottest shit in the streets. You're going to make that decision for yourself right now. Yeah. So I think this is the perfect time to put out music. And once this shit is over, put out some more music so people are ready to see you guys performing again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, that, I mean, that's... Well, especially for, especially for motherfuckers fucking, um, you know what I'm saying, they get a lot of their money because of shows and stuff. You know, they need to be in the studio, you know what I'm saying, locked in. Yeah. And I know, and I know a lot of people are locked in. Yeah, and, they are. They are locked in, and, and there's, there's people out there that's ready to perform. Like, it's fucked up because Drake had to miss, you know, the OVO Fest. This was his, this was his 10 year anniversary to Ooh. the OVO Fest. You know, to me, you know, being in You've the been to everyone? To, to me, being in the hip hop and music uh, industry, to me, that's one of the most legendary fucking music festivals. Have you been, you been to every one of them? Not every one. Um, let's see, there's been a total. Uh, uh, ten of them actually. This would have been the eleventh one. I've been to probably seven of them, seven or six of them. Which one is the best one? To me, the first one I went to, two thousand eleven, <laughs> hands down, hands down. Right before Take Care came out. Yeah, hands yeah. Hands down, that was the loudest crowd, the most motivated crowd. My first time in Canada, uh, my first time in Toronto. Actually, yeah, my first time in uh, Canada, and it was just one hell of an experience just to see his growth. You know what I'm saying? Like, but me being in this industry, this is my thirtieth year. I'm going. You know, I'm past my 30th year now, but this is my 30th year in the industry, and to see his growth, to see Jay-Z's growth, Dr. Dre, yeah. just all these people that's been relevant relevant all these years, um, that's yeah. what motivates me. Did you rock, you was rocking with them, I was going to see the videos, the footage of that shit. Bro, I was a teenager, you know, playing Snoop Dogg music, you know, playing Biggie and Tupac music, I was a teenager, but I was on the radio every day, though. Yeah, when did you, how old were you when you first started on radio? Okay, so... Here's the story. I got my internship when I was 13 going on 14. Oh, shit. By the time I was 15, I got my first mix played. It was 4 in the morning. Wow. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Hell four, yeah. I'm in the number four market in the whole country, and you got a 15-year-old who's living his dream. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hell living yeah. his dream. I remember I recorded the mix on the reel to reel, and it got played, and I was at the radio station while it played, and I just, I'll never forget that moment. I'll never forget that moment in my in my entire career. By the time I was 16, I was on the radio six days a week. Gosh, damn. Yeah, I had a show called The Up All Night Show. Yeah. And, I, you know, it was on late nights. Um, by the time I was 18, I was on 6 to 10. Fuck, so you really... If you see anybody talking about CMC, that's, it's called the California Music Channel. I had my own video show in the Bay Area that ran... I was on that bitch for six years, and we ran... Old E40 videos, <laughs> you know, RBL, all the old school two short videos. We ran a lot of Bay Area videos. Yeah. It was the kind of show that, you know, that was going on when, when you had your TV raps. You had, uh, what was the show? The Basement member Tigger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tigger on the Basement. When all that shit was going on, you know, the Bay had their own little shit going on. Which you was guys, uh, what, was, um, what was the other one? The BET After Dark? Oh, yeah. BET Uncut. <laughs> Yeah, BT Uncut, oh yeah. Die. That was legendary. You know what else was legendary? People don't even talk about it. the Caribbean show that was on BET. 
they had that post racial. She was so fine. Damn, I don't even remember. I was like, I'm gonna marry her. (laughs) She's like caramel complexion, curly hair, island ting, right? This had that island accent. That's so that's so sexy to me. But it's crazy. Like we remember those moments, right? Like, and I'll talk about it on my chat room on Twitch. And people right away will remember some of these. Oh man, BET and Cut. Oh, say Nelly, Tip Drill. Video. Yeah, yeah, popular, legendary, yeah. bro. That does. Listen, Tip Drill, Nelly. That was it right there. That was the pinnacle of BET and Cut right there, bro. Definitely. Late night shit, you know. I remember, and I, I grew up a church boy, so <laughs> so you know what I'm saying. Like I would, I'd come into the cable, try to get, try to see what what's on. I'm like ooh. And try to set it off to tip drill and shit. <laughs> you know, tip drill was pop. You can see the crazy thing is you could play ch- tip drill in 2020. And, and still, and still be, and still be popping. Yeah. Man. A lot of them girls used to dance at um, at uh, Stars in LA. Oh, it's Stars. Do you, do you remember Stars? <laughs> yeah. I do remember. I've never been there, but I always. I oh man. Stars. Dog we used to be able to uh, drink down. I, I do miss Sam's. Oh man, <laughs> Sam's. Uh, <laughs> You telling me? I do miss Sam's. Uh, shout out to all the ladies of Sam's Hot, bro. Man, and, and uh, the the great thing about Sam's is it's intimate and it's always a good vibe in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, never no friction there. It's always a good vibe. I love Sam. And shout out to downtown LA. Man, we home didn't... of many many favorite restaurants of mine. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of many. Yo, what's favorite. that? What's that? Uh, what's that one little seafood uh, Mexican spot right there in downtown LA? Are they? They, you can pick your seafood right there. They fry it for oh, you. Oh, that, that's not downtown. That, oh, wait, is it done? Oh, you're um, uh, the fish like market. Huh? It's the fish market. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire. And they only open. I mean, you can buy fresh fish and they don't have to cook it. And they only open till uh, like 3 or 4 in the yeah, afternoon. Yeah, until 3. <laughs> Actually, one time I went there like at 4.30. And I was like, yo, what's up? And then I was like, like, Yelp, because I'm a Yelper. Yeah. What? God, that shit fucked me up a couple times too. Like yeah, I went out there, fucking bomb ass rice. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They got they got some good ass fries, but the way they they man, I, I just love food, man. <laughs> I love food. You know, LA's got some of the best fucking restaurants in the world. Bro. Yeah, I'm trying to fucking. Uh, we've been looking for a fire besides uh, tacos al gordo out here. We need oh, a fire oh, taco spot. Well, you know, the, the crazy thing is I don't eat uh, red meat or, or pork, but I know people love uh, tacos al gordo. When I go to LA, I love going to. Dre Sinatra put me up on this one taco truck. That's right off the 101 in Western. It's uh, um, Tacos El Venado. Because Dre sent me that too, and that shit There's fire. There's two of them in one spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that that spot. And then what's up with King Taco? The King Taco, oh, yeah. Man, King Taco on stage. Like I'm an Orchata fanatic. Right? <laughs> I love Orchata. So to me, King Taco, man, I love. It. It's not too sweet. It's just right. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. I, and I, I, a I lot of people get mad. A lot of people get mad because they don't give you uh, limes or lemon there. Oh yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, yo, true. you don't need that shit. I was like, yo, you, know you don't need that shit. With me, I don't even, I don't need like lemon or lime on my ceviche. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, my yeah. God, I don't need no lemon. But some people Sometimes, do. yeah, yeah. Sometimes you know it'd be, saying? the meat's a little whack. So, you yeah. know what I'm saying? We need to throw a little lime on there, so. Shit, I just need that, I need that good habanero sauce. And I'll, be, I'll call it a night. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, whatchamacallit, what's one of your favorite clubs uh, that you ever done in L.A.? Supper Club. <laughs> Hands down. You don't need, like, like, I don't even have to think about that. It's crazy because I found some footage from Supper Club. Man. And let me tell you, one thing about Supper Club is just that sound system, 
the way the DJ was set up. And just how motherfuckers used to stop on those white couches. Yeah, <laughs> nah, it was like yo, we were surfing on them motherfuckers. Yo, but but them white couches were fucking tough as shit though. Hell bro. yeah. Them fucking white couches went through it. I didn't jump on them white couches yeah, myself. And all the bitches and all the ladies on there with the fucking their heels. They oh, were on there. Fuck everybody with bro. Everybody yo, in there. Mamas. And, and, and at that time, Instagram had just really started. It wasn't really that Instagram era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Twitter still. Uh, like. And I do, I also remember um, one spot that I loved DJing was Guys and Dolls, man. It was a small spot, you know, on Sunday nights. But Guys and Dolls was definitely the vibe. Um, I love playing at Sam's, too, because at Sam's, it's just, it's a vibe. You get ones thrown at you, I get to throw ones. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. And you get to see, you know, you know, big booty females with stretch marks. I love stretch marks. Yeah, I love you know when they talk back to me, talk back All to me. All types of flavors, and one thing, I... The reason why I became a DJ is because I love watching the ladies dance. Yeah. Ever since I was a kid, I was always obsessed how, oh, you got this guy playing up there playing somebody else's music, but he's making people dance. That, yeah. always, that always, like, enthused me to become a DJ. So I've always been a fan of that. So. I was about to ask you, what's your favorite part about being a DJ? Yeah, uh, that and also sometimes playing some of the, you know, some of the music makes me feel like I'm I'm performing a fucking song. Yeah, yeah. Because I have control of the fader, I have control of the music, the mic. So it makes me feel like, damn, like, when I play a song and people know it and I'm cutting off the part and making them sing and actually making them clap their hands and doing all kinds of shit, that's my favorite part, man. Another thing is breaking new music or, or, or playing some classic shit that people have never heard of and they'll ask me, yo, what is this? You know? Yeah. For instance, like, you know, I remember, what was it? I played a Lauryn Hill song one time, and they're like, oh, oh, they took Drake's song. No, no, Drake took Lauryn Hill's song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? For nice for what? Um, but it's stuff like that that's fun. That, you know, that's funny. That's funny. That you got to be You got to be a youngster. That's, yeah. them, that's them youngsters that don't know. Hey, but you know, that's <laughs> the fun thing about music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You educate them and actually tell them, look, that's actually the original. Yeah, you for know? sure. And... and and I think another thing. I'll That's know, why your guys is uh, your Sunday nights. Um, what sample Sundays. Yeah, sample Sundays. Yeah. Yes. Yo, they need that. The youngsters need to tune in to sample Sundays with yeah. you and Dre. And we're gonna do that. Like, once everything gets back, I can't wait to um, to actually do that live and have a brunch. Yeah, that would yeah, that be hot. That'd be hot for sure. Yeah, I think. And another thing about um, being in this game for so long, I think for me. I really love this shit, right? The passion is in me, and I think people see that. But to still be here after all these years, man, I'm, I'm humbled. Like, whenever I get an opportunity like this, like, you know, I don't, I don't just do interviews for everybody, but, you know, I've been fucking with you for a long time. Like, you know, you are an L.A. legend. Sam, when you say Sam, when the motherfuckers go to L.A. and you don't know who Sammy Sam is, you didn't go to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> My brother. <laughs> no, but... You know, it, it's stuff like this that I get to actually tell somebody who I fuck with my stories because I, yeah. I just ain't going to tell everybody my stories. You know, that's another great thing about DJ because I do have stories and I get to man. share, you know, people like you, man. And, and Speaking of stories, there's a, a, the legendary party. The le- legend, the legendary Drake party. Oh, which one? Uh, which one called uh, the one with the palms? We had a bunch of them. Yeah. <laughs> Which was that the OG one you always did? Well, he mentioned you in the in the uh, 
Uh, what song was it? Oh, you talking about the latest album? Uh, was it no the latest? No the um. Ah, uh, what was the words? I'm mad Which at one? Not the um. You're not talking about the motto. That's the one that I take care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The me friendly and all, all the girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So how that happened was, um, he came to town for his birthday, and he wanted to use the studio. Uh, I had a studio uh, out here in Vegas a long time ago. We used to call it the Cribbo Studios, and. And he was like, yo, can I use the studio? I gotta record this hook for Rick Ross. Come through. And he was he opened up his computer and he started playing me some beats. He played this one beat. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is that? The record over this shit right now. <laughs> He's like, you think so? He's like, yo, you got your laptop? I was like, I always got my laptop. He's like, play me some Mac Dre songs. Uh-huh. Play me some Mac Dre songs. He listened to that beat for a good 10, 15 minutes. And he wrote that, he wrote his verse in less than 10 minutes. Like, I watched him write his verse. He has Blackberry, he has a little laptop, playing the beat, and he just bopping his head, writing his Blackberry. He recorded as he went in the fucking booth, recorded at one time, one take Jake. And that was the end of that. So what you guys are hearing, that whole verse on Motto, that was his first take. That's ever, crazy. Ever. <laughs> ever in life. Like, just one and, one and done. With, I watched it with my own eyes, man. That shit was fucking nuts and that was damn near 10 years ago yeah I can only imagine how he works now like I haven't seen dude in the studio in a long time so I can only imagine how how the board works now so when when um when motherfuckers was coming out like yo he got the ghost riders and all that shit well you know at that that particular point you know you know I had conversations with him and his team he was just you know in party mode you know what I'm saying he was in party mode so it's like you know what am I gonna do what am I gonna do he was just he didn't know what to do. He, he had songs that he heard that he liked. He was like, I want that song. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was just, you know, he was, I don't want to say lazy. He was just wasn't as motivated. Yeah. But I mean, in this music industry, man, you have people who, who help people all the time. All the people time. People talk about it, you know? Yeah. People get ideas from other people all the time. People borrow people's other lyrics. Like Jay-Z, you always hear Jay-Z saying Biggie line. He's not stealing those. He's acting yeah. like he stole the whole verse. This dude stole a line. Keeping his name alive, that's the way I look yeah, at it. Yeah. Other people look at it different, right? With music, like I said, with music, politics, food, there's certain subjects out there, there's no right or wrong answer. You might like spicy food, I might like spicy food, but the next person ain't gonna like spicy food. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's what it is, man. That's that's funny. I was I remember um being around being around people that I was just like, yo, like a lot of writers. A lot of writers with the pens and stuff, and then I, I was around a BJ Chicago kid. That's one of my dudes. Shout out to BJ. Um, when I would when I would see him like write for people, I, was, I didn't understand. I thought everybody wrote their own music. Yeah. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. But then coming up in the game with a bunch of my boys and the and producers and shit, I was just like, oh, oh, all right. And you know, there's, it's crazy because there's some writers in this game that get all the credit, but they don't write that whole shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? They have people that help on just the producers. Or the producers out there that take 100% credit and don't give credit to the motherfuckers who really did the beat. Definitely. You know? I remember. It happens. That, that's what this music industry is. I remember when Mars, in, um, when Mars and Mars 1500, uh-huh. like, yo, I remember when he was a little dude, we used, to, God, we used to go pick him up. We used to pick him up and take him to the studio with my boy Nissan and then. And uh, what's my and, and I know he's doing all the beats, and you know the bigger dudes would take the credit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that, you know that's part of the game. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Like, when you're young and when you're not seasoned, it's gonna happen, right? Definitely. Especially if 
you're hearing the things you want to hear from some of these bigger producers. Yeah. You know, um, granted, like, that's none of my business. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, it is for me to give props to the people who really did the fucking music, man. Yeah. They deserve that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, How do you feel about the verses? Huh? How do you feel about those I verses? Love Dude, that shit is, I, I love that I shit. I love verses. Um, I think this past one, though, the, the Snoop and um, 2 Chainz one, yeah. I mean, uh, 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 DMX. DMX one um, was one of the most legendary ones because I think we got a free concert. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Two legends, you know, and just, not just a concert, we got an actual show. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was comedy. That shit was, that shit. <laughs> all up and down the block, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Snoop clowning around. Like, Snoop is just a fun dude. Like, I've known Snoop since I was fucking 17 years old, and he's never changed. He's the same fucking guy. Snoop is the same guy. People don't notice. I did a radio show with Snoop, Snoop Dogg Radio, for nine months when I left the Bay Area. Um, and after that nine months, guess where I moved? I moved to Vegas. Yeah, Snoop used to pay me to do his fucking syndicated radio show, Snoop Dogg Radio. He used to pay me to come to his house in Ontario in Claremont once a week to fucking smoke weed and talk shit and play shit. Like shit. <laughs> Strawberry Letter Number Twenty Three and fucking you know Denise Williams Free, yeah, Isley Brothers Voice to Atlantis, like all these classic records. Like, and I told him, bro, I'm on this. This is the type of shit I listen to. <laughs> he goes, Frank, I knew I knew he was a real player, cuz. You know <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Who smokes more, you or him? Like, uh, <laughs> Who smokes more, you or him? <laughs> um. To be honest with you, this is on everything I love. I've 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 smoked Snoop and Wiz under the table. That's on everything I love. You could ask both of them. You could ask both of them. Nah, one, <laughs> what, there's a funny story. Uh, Wiz uh, when he was doing um, he was doing promo for his first record. Sour Milk brought him to. We were doing. Uh, we were in San Diego, and Sour Milk brought him to. Uh, uh, did the little. Sour Milk. Yeah, yeah, DJ Sour, Sour Milk. Milk. Sour, Sour Milk, Justin Prevost. Yes, indeed. Those are my guys right there. Does he brings them out and fucking where where they bring him to our hotel because they weren't staying um they weren't staying the night he wanted to smoke, dog he brought out his trees and uh, what what was his first song um black and yellow was that his first song yeah well nah, like his first song that blew that up, blew up. Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. Yellow, he was doing he was doing the promo for that in 2011 yeah in San Diego so we was uh, he brought, pulled out his weed is when I smoked big during that time uh-huh. dog he pulled out his weed we were like oh bruh. <laughs> like bro, we started. We, that was some boo boo. It was some boo boo. It was some boo boo. And then we pulled out our shit. Like yo, like now we gonna smoke. You hit this shit. He was like, oh okay, yeah. Yeah, when he uh, when he came out here, actually Rick Ross called me like in I think two thousand. It was ten or eleven, right? When Wiz turned twenty two or twenty three, and Ross was like, I got my little homie out there from Pittsburgh. What's Khalifa cooking? I need some weed, man. Make sure you take care of him. Yo, I met up with Wiz. It was just Wiz. Uh, his boy Brizo and his boy um, Motor, and then at the Bellagio in his big ass suite. They're like, yeah, man, you know, he's like, it's my birthday, man, I'm just trying to party. Bunch <laughs> of fucking gin bottles on the table, <laughs> right? Yo, I, I have some OG for him. I was like, here you go, happy birthday. I just gave it to him, you know what I'm saying? He's like, oh my God. He's like, what is it? I'm like, bro, that's OG Kush. He's like, oh shit. He's was like, man, this is that fire. And I was like, man, if you know a couple girls, man, invite them, you know, let's, let's have a party. It's my birthday. So I invited like 15 to 20 chicks. <laughs> we partied that night, I remember. And I smoked him under the table. He tried to get me drunk off that gin. <laughs> I Listen, I took like two shots of gin and I was yeah. feeling it. I know when it comes to alcohol, when I, when I feel my limit, 
I'm not gonna drink no more. Mm. This motherfucker ordered like there was by that time there was only like ten people in the fucking room. He ordered like twenty turkey burgers. <laughs> <laughs> Two turkey burgers and chicken wings for the whole room. Bro. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. So you said black and yellow. What was the story now? Nah, this is fucking. This is, he had some boo boo. Oh, yeah, it was in, it was in the beginning. At the beginning, you know what I'm saying? He was doing his promo run. Yeah, we was like, nah, man. We, yeah, let, let me introduce you to some of this, uh, some of this fire over here. Some of this California. Yeah, this is some some of that some of that Cali <laughs> shit, baby. Hey, let me ask you, what's your top three favorite clubs in LA of all time? For me personally, um, the Sammy Savage. Definitely um, supper. Okay. Um, Do you remember the first time you went to supper club? Like the first time you ever walked in there? Yeah, and and and, yeah. and it's funny because I didn't know um, I didn't know Adib and I didn't know um, so it, it, it Supreme was a, Team it was and a them Supreme yet. Team party. Yeah. Okay. See, I didn't know I didn't know them yet. So it was on a Tuesday. Yep. Wow. Oh yeah, two. Oh yeah, Tuesdays with the legendaries. Yo, the legendary I, nights. Like, I remember they came out here to Vegas one time. They're like, yeah, you know, we do this party in LA, Supper Club. I was like, wait a minute, Supper Club. I heard it at Tuesday nights. <laughs> yeah, we want to bring you out. You know, when people tell me that, yeah, I don't believe it until you I see. get a phone call, I get the deposit, and all that shit. Yo, these motherfuckers like, we want you out here next week. Yo, two weeks later, I was there. I was like, yo, this fucking spot is off. Huh. And everybody in their mama I remember was in the Century Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an OG, so I remember the Century Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Supper Club just gave you a different time. Yeah, that was a whole different. And then it was and all white, I, all white. All white. The fucking, uh, the, the bottles coming from the, from the, oh, the bottom. That right there, I think, that right there till this day is one of the most legendary presentations ever because... You see that shit coming from the sky, you knew somebody was spending some money. Yeah, yeah, for and, sure. And, and, and. and and for the chicks out there that's looking for somebody with money. Like, oh, where's that, that going? Where's that going? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> what table's that going to? And then all yeah. of a sudden, wait, oh, who's who's the I see a bunch of dudes over there with who's the main one? You know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was always fun to see that because like I said, when you when you seen that, when you seen that bottle girl coming out from the sky. You knew not that wasn't the only bottle coming. Yeah, definitely. You knew there was a train of bottles coming. And then not only that, what 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 was crazy is you know what I'm saying you had all the celebrities at every single table. Yeah, <clears throat> I remember one time I DJ there. Um, uh, this is the time when I was DJ for the weekend actually, and and they're like, yeah, we're gonna come through some clubs. And once again, you know, I don't believe none of them. Regardless, my DJ figure or not, you know, I know how some of these artists are. So I'll tell you one thing. You know, another thing that happened. And, you know, we're going to come through. We're going to come support you. I'm like, okay, whatever. But I had to leave the venue early. So I left the venue early. And fucking these motherfuckers show up. We <laughs> shows up with Drake. I'm like, oh, all you guys know, cool. That, you know, to get that type of love. And, Hell you know, yeah. LA is not even my city. I was just a guest DJ. But to get that type of love from, you know, from those artists, man, was, that, that was a dope feeling. Right? Hell yeah. And that was at Supper Club. So... That, you know, I've had moments at Supper Club, right? Like, here's a great moment right here. I'll never forget when Stevie J and Jocelyn from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta came, right? <laughs> so, you know, I've, I've been knowing Stevie J for a long time. Yeah. Like, this dude, he's a legendary producer. Like, people think he's just a, a character from of Love and Hip Hop. Yeah. They don't even know Stevie J is producer for Biggie, fucking 112, Diddy, like all these. He's part of the Hitman crew, right? Uh, Bad Boys fucking produ production team. And I see him, I'm like, oh shit. Yo, I bust out the fucking Jocelyn accent, bro, on the mic. You know, fucking, <laughs> you know, I straight up fucking, 
I moved that fade out there. Oh shit, my brother Stevie J in the building. Hey Stevie. Hey Stevie. Bro, on every love, yo, this head pops up from behind Stevie and does this. Bro is jostling up like, oh my goodness. You didn't know she was there? I didn't know she was there, bro. All I seen Stevie J, I shouted him out and I was, hey Stevie. Bro, Jocelyn's head popped out to the side, bro. I was like, she heard me. I know she heard me. And the crazy thing is this girl I was dating at the time, that was our inside joke. <laughs> and she was there with me, and she's seen it happen, so she'll never forget that moment. Dog, that's you know hilarious. Yeah, man. Oh, crazy. my God. That was a legendary... What were some of the most legendary times of supper for you? Uh... Man, Those were some fucking crazy. Yo, that's some that's some crazy times. There times when time. fucking thousand people outside can't get in, bro. Bro, it was, it was that it was, back door. Everybody's a VIP. Yo, so Adib, Adib, like what's with me and Adib, we started becoming really close. Yeah. Now, but Adib's one of my best friends. Oh, Adib is a great guy. Bro. Yeah, man. So he fucking. Um, he actually came through Twitch one night. I'll say he's Adib's <laughs> supreme team. Shout out to Adib. Shout out to Adib and all my East African brothers out there. Yeah, bro. man, I love that dude. Real talk. But Westman he fucking uh, me and him started getting close, and so he's like, "Yo, when you come, just fucking like, like, yo, holla at me." Like, I know Westman, so I was like, I would give him a hey papi, uh-huh. hey papi. When he knew, when he heard that hey papi, he knew it was me. So he just started looking around. All right, yo, come through. Who you with? And sometimes, like I like in the beginning, I was going by myself or go. You know, it's one of those like, yo, just you or somebody else. Then after it was like, yo, like ah, oh, dang, I got like six or seven with me, dog. Yeah. He's like, damn. All right, come on, I got you. <laughs> and then I jumped on. Then I started jumping. I jumped on to to promote it with him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Towards the end. That was that was a le- Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights was legendary, bro. Getting legendary. domed up in the in the in the back parking lot. You know what I'm saying? Fucking always some getting into some shit. Always. Always getting into some shit. So just, I just wish one thing I wish, and this this is not just for LA, this is for San Diego, the Bay, Sacramento, everywhere I've DJed at in California. Imagine we had that extra hour. Bro. <laughs> well just one extra hour. But see this, this is my <laughs> you know, this is my thing. When we remember we were trying to get it and everything, we was like, "Yo, I was like, there's no way, bro. We can't even handle being open till two o'clock yes. because motherfuckers get too fucking late." And then towards the end, towards the before the clubs close, bro, people it would be twelve. People not getting to the club till like twelve thirty, and still get fucking hammered and, and like lit. super lit. Because now they gotta drink fast. See, that's the thing about with the West Coast. Right? Yeah, we, we, like when you get to the club, some motherfuckers just showed up to the club at one o'clock knowing that. Last calls at one fifty, right? The thing is, these motherfuckers is guzzling. This <laughs> they're, they're guzzling. Some of these motherfuckers got a technique, though. So, you know, they take these girls to the club. All right, shots. Motherfuckers doing a shot every three minutes. Bro. Yeah. Next thing you know, bro. Next thing you know, prime time. Here's fucking Roddy Rich's song. Come on, you fucking lit. You know what I'm saying? And and and. Next thing you know, it's over. It's a wrap. It's <laughs> a wrap. The fucking club is over with, bro. Yo, where's fucking where's where's the after party at? And Who got the cocaine? Who got the right? and, it, and, that, and that's the thing, like, where's the party at? Where in the Hollywood Hills are we going? Yeah, exactly. Where in, in Calabasas are we going? Yo, for <laughs> sure, definitely. Who got that move? Exactly. Who got that move? Exactly. Yo, what you gonna call it? Uh, let's see here. I got some questions. 
Give us a, a classic Franny story. What's a classic Franny story? A classic story. Franny story. Um, I think I got a couple, but I think my most valued one is you. If I mean, obviously, if you follow me on Instagram, you see this picture of me, Biggie, and Little C's that I always post. And that picture of me, Biggie, and C's um, was taken four four days before he was shot in LA. That was oh, wow. taken at uh, KML Radio, the station I used to work at in the Bay Area, four days before he was murdered. Uh, and the crazy thing is, the night before that, I picked him up from the airport. And he played me the whole album. Man. Like, death. And I'm listening. You know that intro to that album is him on a respirator, flatlining, you know, that whole shit. So I'm, we're smoking. Like, he, Biggie, Biggie would call, he was the type of dude that there's not, I can count on one hand in the industry how many people have done this for me. I've been in this shit 30 years. Count on one hand how many people just, hey, what's up, Franny? How you doing? Just checking up on you. Just, I don't need nothing. I just want to make sure you're good. Yeah. Biggie was that type of person. So whenever Biggie came to the, to the Bay, Whenever he needed weed, I told him I got you. Yeah. So I knew he was, you know, I knew his album was coming out because Hypnotize was already out. And he was doing, you know, a little radio promo run. So he came that night because Sway was interviewing him for the morning show. This is when Sway was in the mornings. Uh, the, uh-huh. bre- the Breakfast Club was the name of Sway's morning show. That's So funny. before Charlemagne, Angie, and Envy had the Breakfast Club... Sway House, Sway, right? Yeah. Sway had that name in the fucking 90s, and that's a fact. And I knew that he was interviewing uh, Biggie, but Biggie called me. Biggie and C's called. I still talk to C's, so, so this day, actually, C's is partner friendly on Twitch. He that's comes dope. in the chat room sometimes and says, What's up? Mm. They call me, like, Yo, we're coming, you know, for the day so we could promote Biggie's album, but we have to come tonight because the interview's at six in the morning <laughs> for the morning show. Yeah. So I I hang out with him for the whole night. He gets in like at nine at night. We hang out. We smoke. He's playing me this whole album. I hear the whole first disc. And the last song I ever hear was uh, the last song he played me was Notorious Thugs. <laughs> Notorious Thugs with him and Bone Thugs and Hungry. That's crazy. So whenever I hear that song, it's kind of sentimental. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's the last song I ever heard with him. That's the last song he ever played for me. And. Uh, so that picture right there, man, is is everything. Because I remember one thing. I got like Geno's in there doing fucking <laughs> karaoke. You hear that shit? But I was I was only at the house for no more than two hours. I basically picked them up from the airport. We hung out, smoked a gang of weed, got some food from Chinatown, went home at like three in the morning, met them at like 5.36 in the morning at the radio station, bro. <laughs> and hung out, smoked some more, half asleep, smoking. And, you know, he got interviewed and then that picture was taken. Yeah. And I'll never forget, after that picture was taken, Puff had called him to check up on him. And he was like, yo, I'm out of here, man. Good to see you, man. I'll see you soon. And my last words to him on everything I love was, all right, bro, I know you're going to LA. Be careful, man. You're on the West Coast. Love you, bro. Yeah. And the elevator thing closed. And that was, it was like something out of a movie. That's crazy. For sure. Yeah, that's one of the most, to me, like that holds a lot of sentimental value. That's crazy. Yeah, that's. And also, I think seeing Tupac begging Sway to play his records on the Wake Up Show in 1991, a record called Trap. Um, Pac was still, he was still a roadie for Digital Underground. 
I've seen Tupac carrying crates of records for Digital Underground. Yeah. Carrying turntables for Digital Underground. I've seen Pac's career in, in such a short time, I've seen it blossom. Yeah. In such a short time. You gotta understand, Pac died when he was 25. Biggie, Pac, or Ali didn't make it past 25. Bro. That's crazy. People don't even realize that shit. And to hear some of this. And, they're, and they're some of the greatest. Duh, they would have been fucking. Like, hear, things would have been changed for sure. To hear some of their music, like right now, <coughs> that's it still. amazing. It still feels amazing, bro. Amazing. <coughs> you know what I mean? I was around um, the Aaliyah crew for a while. <coughs> uh, my boys, uh, Rapture and Eric Seats. Uh-huh. They produced with uh, Timbaland and them. They did Rock the Boat. No <coughs> uh, way. Yeah. Get out of here. Those are some of my good friends. So I was always around. I came up in that crew with, with them. Yo, I got a funny-ass story about Rock the Boat. Rock the Boat, <laughs> when I moved to Vegas, to, you know, I moved to Vegas. People don't know this. I moved to Vegas to come out here to start a radio station, which is Hot 97.5. The very first hip-hop and R&B radio, commercial radio station in Vegas. Wow. The very first song I played was Rock the Boat. Really? That's dope. <laughs> and then, no more than three weeks, no more than three weeks later, I'll be a pastor. Yeah, that's so they- no more than... Two weeks later, Olivia passed. Yeah, that's crazy. So we thought um, some my boys, so they were recording that song. All my boys were gone because they played. They were part of the band um, also. So they played with Timbaland, Missy, um, um, wow. Static, Genuine. Yo, 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 before you go anywhere, Static Major is one of my favorite R and B songwriters of all time. Hell yeah! Rest in peace, Static Major, man. Yeah, that was- I play. I play his shit on Twitch too, and I. I actually play like so, some of his live recordings on Twitch, and this dude is just the way he works. The way he used to work was just amazing. You know, if y'all don't know Static Majors, do some research. Yeah. Um, I'll give you guys one song that he wrote that he was a big part of, "Lollipop" by Lil Wayne. <laughs> yep. And yeah. wasn't he sick when he's? Um, he was sick. Yeah. He was sick when he, he when he sick. did that he shit. Was super, he was actually super sick. Yeah. When he did that record, but he was still in the video. Crazy. Yeah. That's Crazy. A, we thought we thought that um, we thought that all we, we just heard that she died in a plane crash, so we didn't know. And and everybody else was in the Bahamas. Um, all of our boys and everybody was in the Bahamas. Because that's where the video was shot. Yeah, they, yeah. So we thought we thought they were all together. Oh, and so, dog, we're shit. we're tripping like like we're oh, we're going nuts. We thought they were on the plane. Yeah, we yeah. thought they were all on the plane. And so we're tripping. We're trying to get a hold of the family, like everything. And for a minute, like, because they were gone, they were like over, like, we didn't find out for like a day, like who else was on the plane. And, and also once we found out that they weren't there, they're all right, cool. They, they finally made contact with their family and stuff. But they, they said they were watching, um, dog, this is a funny story. They said they were, had just got done watching, um, what's his name, seeing the national anthem, the fucking worst shit. What the fuck is it, the, uh, the runner. Oh, dude! What the, the fucking um, the U.S. the U.S. runner, dude, What the fuck is his name, bro? He just butched the fucking national anthem. Oh man, I could Carl. Uh, Carl Lewis. Carl, Carl Lewis. Lewis. Oh shit! I remember. Do you remember? <laughs> Do you remember that fucking? The motherfucker hammered that shit. Oh my god! They he said he just saw it. He hammered it. This motherfucker nailed it and screwed it, bro. <laughs> That shit is so Oh my god. Yo, if you were listening, if you have never seen, if you want to see something funny, man, go see, type in Carl Lewis National Anthem. Oh my god. That happening. and Fergie's National Anthem was probably so <laughs> yo, yo. And if you guys want to hear the best, the best national 
an anthem ever sang. Whitney Houston live from the fucking Super Bowl in, I believe, 1990. Some crazy shit. Bananas. That was the one, man. Yeah, yeah but, but they, they, they said, no, they said they had judges. So they were crying, laughing, fucking just, and then they got the news right after that. Oh, man. Yeah, that's bananas. That, that, shit's, that shit's insane. But. Well, um, where are they from? L.A. The, 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 I, need, I need to meet them, bro. That's one of yeah. my favorite songs in the world. Yeah, I like to actually meet them and actually like if they, you know, if they let me uh, get video of them, I want them, to, yeah. I, I want them to break down how they made Rock the Boat. Oh, absolutely. You know, because I produce music too, so for me, yeah, hell yeah. for me to see that would be fucking dope, man. Shout out to Rapture, Stewart, Eric Seats. Man, yo, one of, that's one of the dopest tracks ever made, man. Yeah, they did. They did a bunch. Of, they did. They did a better. They did a bunch of her joints too. He, they were the other dudes besides Timberland on um, doing the shit. Trust me, I know there's people behind yeah. the scenes, man. So it's good to hear these names, man. What? This is, this is another good question somebody asked. Who had the best club music run? Who had the what? The best club music run. The best club music run? I think Drake. There's no, there's no, you can't even like, we've been hearing Drake records in the fucking club for over 10 years consecutively. Now yeah. think about that. Consecutively. Okay, not only, okay, here it goes. I'm going to break it down for you all the way. Not only the clubs, we're talking about parties, we're talking about all these fucking Instagram females doing Drake captions on their Instagram. Uh, let's talk about uh, personal, let's talk about personal listening. A lot of people li- personally listen to, you know, to Drake's music, whether it's rap or R&B, right? Here's another one, all the athletes love his music. All your favorite, all, all your favorite rappers will admit they listen to Drake's records. Yeah. So to me, that question was who's had the best club run uh, which artists ever have the best club run? Drake, no doubt about that. I've been playing his records, Replacement Girl. I've been playing Replacement Girl when that come out, 08, maybe 07. So I've been playing his music consecutively in the clubs, parties, etc. for fucking going on 13 years, man. Yeah, Drake, Drake. Like Drake's a lot of hits though. Not, we're not just talking about a couple songs yeah. here. We're talking about numerous songs, features, we're talking about songs that he made hot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can have a, you can have a Drake night. <laughs> and, and and I will on his birthday. I'm doing six hours of Drake. Yeah. On, on October 24th on my Twitch, I'm doing six hours of Drake for the six hour. You heard it here. You <laughs> heard it. You heard it. Her. Yes, sir. <laughs> exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's see, I got another. I got another dope question. Whatever, whatever question you got. Bro. I asked. I asked people to ask. To send in some questions, so you know what I'm saying? What record made you fall in love with hip-hop and why? Wow, that's a great question. That's fucking probably one of the best fucking questions I've ever heard. Soul Sonic Force, Planet Rock, African Nirvana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the record that inspired me to become a DJ. That's the record I saw my cousin take, a piece of vinyl, put it on the turntable, and scratch with it. That's the record I'm like, okay, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. And here we are, fucking, I can't even tell you what year that was. That was over 30 years ago. <laughs> and here we are, over yeah, 30 still, years ago. Still got the love. Man, it's amazing. Have you, ever lost, have you ever lost love for music? Never. Never. Because music has always kept me motivated. And if I didn't like something that came out, you know, in the recent times, I would always go back and listen to music yeah. and shit. Like I'm an R&B head, so I love. Yeah, I love. You know, I love R&B. soul music. You know, you know that. Sound. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. Listening to my shit, right? Yeah. You know, I love Earth, Wind, and Fire, and fucking Whitney and Stevie. 
you know, of course I love the Joe C's and the fucking the newer R and B, you know, the the, the Ushers and, and all that, but There's nothing like that old school love. Man, listen, I just played fucking sideshow last night like Blue Magic. You know what kind of goosebumps that fucking Let gave me? Start Come on. Step right up. The show is about to begin. Like, <laughs> like it's just mute. I'll never, I'll never. This is what more. This is what kept me alive, man. There was one time where I was in Vegas where I almost lost it all, bro, because I had a gambling problem oh. and I almost lost it all, right? And I've never talked about this. This is the very first time I'm talking about this. And music saved me. You know what I'm saying? Just hearing different artists say different shit saved me. So. Music saved my life overall. Hip hop, R and B, soul, reggae, dancehall. You know all the. You know I listen to cumbia. I listen to soca. I listen to all that shit. Like I got love for great music, man. Yeah. Uh, there's country music out there. Country music is beautiful. Like, I love. Lyrics, I love me some country music. You know, too. the fucking lyrics in country music yeah. are so meaningful. And you can tell some of the pain, the pain that these motherfuckers went through. They're not scared to talk about it, right? Yeah. I think that's what's wrong with this generation. He's, this generation right now of the younger R&B cats, all they want to talk about is fucking. Yeah, you fucking in that. I mean, you, you want to know who I love right now? Who? I love Post Malone. Oh man, Post you know what I love? You know, have uh, you seen him perform live? Yes, I love. He is, I've gone by myself to his concert. <laughs> no, Doug, have you? Uh, he's the reason, one of the best. Bro, fall apart. Oh, man. I'm like, bro, when I first heard that shit, I was like, bro, who hurt you? Like, because I felt everything. And then it was funny. I played the song for my daughter, right? So I'm listening. I'm singing my ass. She was like, dad, well, somebody really hurt him. And I was like, baby, I go, you see the way you, the way you heard that? That's how you're supposed to sing. That's because that made you feel like you you felt his pain. <laughs> and that's, that's why I love music that makes me feel like, yo, I could feel it. Well, that's why I love posting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and music, man. Music is just depending on who you like, who you're a fan of, you know, it can help you out in, main, in a major way. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, uh, so I said I grew up a church boy too, so I listen to a lot of gospel music, old gospel, yeah, Winans, Commission, oh, you know, say Take you Six, know, you know what I'm saying? Take Six, man. That, you know, Spread Love is one of the best records in the world. Yeah. So I grew up, I grew up, you know what I'm saying, gospel, like, you know what I'm saying? So. And I was I grew up a church boy, but my grandpa was very anal. He's a pastor. He's very anal on music in the church. That if everything had to be right, like the sound has to be right, you know, he'll he'll stop the he'll stop the service and, and like, hey, sound man, you need to get it together because people are not gonna be able to get their little breakthrough if you if the sound ain't right. Right. <laughs> sound gotta be right. So so for me, even that that resonates for with me even in the clubs, bro. If I hear a DJ and I hear something, I'm like, yo, what the fuck was that? Like, dude, because, you know, so I have the ear of my grandpa, too. Like, yo, like, dude, I'll go to the DJ and tell him something, but like, not any of, any of you guys. Right. But I'll go to someone, like, yo, what the fuck was that, dog? Like, yo, like, keep it together. Like, fuck. Like, yo, he's like, my bad, my you bad, know, my bad. You know, it's, it's crazy because some DJs think it's just... Just playing music. It is just playing music, but it's how you play the music, right? It's how you play it. Your um, your flow. Yeah. How you're transitioning. Like I hate, I hate, a, I hate a bad transition. That's that's. Here's the crazy thing. I tell all DJs, you don't always have to blend a song. <laughs> that thought in your mind, you always have to blend the song. No, the point is to keep the motherfucking crowd moving. That's it. Yeah. No matter how you transition into the next song, 
If you can keep that crowd moving and motivated to go to the next song, bro, you've done your job. Money. You know what I'm saying? And some DJs, they can't just go into the next song. They have to mix it because they count bars. You know what I mean? Yeah. I understand it, but I, you know, hopefully, there's a couple of DJs out there that are, you know, motivated. Like, this is how you got to start this song because it all depends on how you bring in a song. Like, different DJs bring in songs different. Well, I say, and then not only that, there's some, um, more, some dudes that are mic dudes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, which is dope too. I like, I fucked with a lot of mic dudes, but there's some dudes that. I'm are, both though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, like, I do, I, I do both, man. I have to do both. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, to me, it's more of a vibe than just playing music. Like, one thing I've been blessed with all these years is reading the crowd. But, that, that, like, see, and that's the biggest thing to me. Yeah. Like, if, I, if you can't read a motherfucking crowd, yeah. duh. Some DJs are so just. They have a set already in their head. In their head, and, and all they, they don't look at the crowd. All they look at is their. They yeah. see it all the time. Yeah. They look at their fucking laptop the whole time. They're scared they're scared to make eye contact with people. But like but again, there's a lot of motherfuckers that have their preset fucking um their presets in their head. Yeah. Like they practice, yo, I I got this move that I'm gonna do during this song. Here's the crazy thing. I've never put a set together in my life. So all my sets you've ever heard in the club, on the radio, on my Twitch, these are all freestyle sets. I'm a freestyle DJ. Everything comes from the top of the head. That's why I need weed. <laughs> I, need yeah. I need weed to get my brain running and to get my ideas going. Granted, there's you know there's some mixes that you'll hear, you know every, uh, you know all the time. Like it might not be in the same set, but you'll hear it pretty often. Man, it's just it, it is what it is. But I'm more of a freestyle. I think sometimes when you have your set already made, you're you're content with that set. Yeah. And you don't want to change it. Yeah. But sometimes, guess what? You're gonna have to change it because there might not be a song in there that the crowd. Uh, a crowd might not feel the song you're playing in there. Definitely. So you gotta move to the. You gotta move it quick. You don't and you don't. Some people. To, you don't have to wait for the hook to go to the next song either. You can just yeah. go. Okay. All right, all right. You can say something slick. Like, we out. Oh, y'all ain't ready for this new shit yet. I get it. Boom. <laughs> you go to the next hot song and guess what? You got the. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What's your favorite? Uh, uh, when a song don't work. Uh, what's your favorite comeback? Like, like, oh shit! All right, like, I need to move it. Fuck, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at playing songs. Um, I'm like, you never have that problem. <laughs> I'm like, you never have that no, problem. To be honest with you, I've never had that problem. But say, for instance, if a laptop crashes, though. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I gotta, I gotta be in that moment to because what if I already played the song that I wanted? Yeah, to yeah, yeah. So I gotta be in that moment to know what song and what mood I am to, to know what song to play. But I couldn't even tell you the song. Right I was gonna say, have you ever played double? Uh, how many, What's the most? How many times have you ever played a song in a night? Fuck, if it's a hot song, I'm running that, I'm running that bitch track a couple times. I think I, I was trying to think of the last time I was in Dre's. I forgot what song it was with you. Man, fuck it, we running this shit back yeah. again. Well, you know, it, it's like the newer. Hot <laughs> that shit was that shit was. I said, damn, I wonder what song it was. Yeah, there's a couple songs that I do that too, but it's just you know you get the vibe. Hell yeah! So and everybody, every time you brought it back, everybody was like, ah, it's, it's kind of like when you remember when um. When when Jay and Kanye uh, uh, went on tour and they did uh, they did uh, uh, what's that song? They did that. They kept doing it. Oh, Ninjas in Paris. They kept, yeah, yeah, yeah. They kept doing that song, and the crowd was just every time they played it would just get hyper and hyper, man. You know that's it's one of those songs. They uh, how many times did they do that? Did they do they did that shit like a gang of times? Out here in Vegas, they did it seven times. <laughs> Work all seven every times. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Every crazy. Time. So it was dope seeing that. Who's your favorite um, person um, working at Dre's to work with over there at uh, that would come perform? 
Um, best show. Who's the hypest shows? Best shows. Best shows. Lil Wayne's a great performer. Big Sean, Two Chains, Snoop is one of the best in the world. Um, I'm more of a fan of people who perform over instrumentals and TV tracks rather yeah, than yeah, yeah, yeah. your tracks. You know what I mean? And I don't knock anybody who raps over the rap, but. If I want to hear you rap over your rap, why not just listen to your CD? Definitely. Yeah, so, I, I feel you. Unless it's an impromptu performance. I get it. If you I like the T.I. T.I. was popping. T.I. See, T.I. uses a band. He uses 50 that's, 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 that's the last time I was with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T.I. is a good one. Um, let's see. Oh, and Weekend? Weekend. And that was my first year at Trey's. End of 14, going into 2015. When we had Weekend... We had 8,000 people there one time. Damn. That, you couldn't even see the pool. Yeah. People would take off their shoes just to fucking be in the pool to watch <laughs> All the boots outside sold out. Yeah, that's bananas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Golly. Oh, some one-offs like Keisha Cole. She was dope. We had 112 there one time. Super dope. Genuine killed it. Yeah, I remember the genuine. Oh, Red Method, man. Holy Their energy. Shit. Their energy is fucking Unmatched. always, Unmatched. always. And it's been like that for years. Every time. You can never, ever. It's just the same thing with Snoop. How Snoop is performing right now, the same way he was performing back in the day. Yeah. He never lost it. You know what I'm saying? How is Future? Future's dope, too, but Future... He's an open track. He, 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 he raps over his track, and, and he doesn't bring his auto-tune machine. I think it'd be kind of cool if he didn't bring an auto-tune machine. Yeah. The Migos, like, they bring an auto-tune machine. That's and, funny. I remember uh, 2015. Uh-huh. 2015 Future, when, you know, over there, dog, your shit was Mark fucking... Madness? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Dog, we used to fucking... That whole... That summer, to me, was fucking insane summer. Fucking... We was everywhere. Fucking flying everywhere. But we were in we were in uh, Dominican Republic, Mia Deep and one of our boys, Big Spenders. And, oh, yeah, D-R. dog, we was at uh, Punta Gana? No, no, what yeah, Punta Gana. Oh, right. what was the what was the uh, the Coco Bongo? We was at Coco Bongo. Yo. And my boy my boy my boy Yo, was it poppy? Because I went to the Coco Bongo in Cancun. That shit was a fucking movie. Bro, it says and even it even says, it says better than Vegas. Better than Vegas <laughs> no, puts Vegas nightlife to shit. Yo, that shit was it was bananas. And, yo, like I said, I went to the one in Cancun. I can't wait to go back there. Yeah, bro, that was, was to me. Time. To me, that was the. I was like, dude, how come we do not have this in fucking in it's LA? A, it's a different type of energy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, out here in Vegas, we could probably get away with it. But here's the thing, though. I talked to somebody already doing it. It's the licensing. Thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the main thing. The licensing thing for sure. Out there, they're, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, they're 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 they get fucked. Yeah, that bro, but, 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 but who'd you see like? Michael Jackson. Oh, what's up, Michael Jackson? Bro, even I saw the homies, LMFAO. What movie? Yeah. Oh, they did Thor. They did um, 300. Batman. They did 300. They, no, they did, did Batman. Yeah. Was fucking crazy. They did Silver Surfer too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, bro. bro, they did everything. Fucking but it was a, like the production was amazing. Amazing. Right? We were just like, yo, this is fucking crazy. Even even getting the girls to go dance up there and blowing the wind up there. Fucking the skirt. Yeah. Oh my god, that shit is legendary, bro. Oh, shit. <laughs> Dumb. No, and and shit. and not only that, dog, we had popped Molly. So we, oh, we, we was oh, uh, we was popping. Y'all pop your Molly. I'ma smoke my Mary. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but dog, fucking um, dog, a deep. Well, we no, our our boy. He was like, no, we want to hear March Madness, and fucking, and they were like, nah, like no, we can't. My boy just kept giving them hundreds. No, we want to hear March Madness. Dog, next thing you know, they play March Madness. Fucking, we lose a deep fucking jumps on the table. Fucking, we're just like. <laughs> 
<laughs> we were fucking. We went. Did we went hammer? I I think I do. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I think I do. <laughs> sorry, Nadine. Oh man, dog. It was. Nadine, we love you, my brother, but sorry. Oh man. Oh no. I, I've sent it to him. We we we, we would like, dude. Oh, that's the best God. summer ever. Yo, we done had some good times, man. Like, yeah. Over the years, like. There were some times when we were at Supper Club, bro, fucking hammered. And these were my Patron days. Ooh, this is what I used to Ooh, drink. Patron, Patron. days. <laughs> Ooh, boy, let me tell you. Patron Franny in 1942, do say Franny, different. Right? <laughs> different. <laughs> Yo, Yo, that Patron puts you on some other shit. Yo, that, they must have put like some sort of fucking, some sort of MDMA in the fucking Patron. Oh, man, I, I remember. Feel like Superman. Yo, that's fucking hilarious. Yo, plug your shit, man. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come back and fucking. We gotta do this again. No, let's do this again. Let's uh, let's do this again. But you know, maybe we can get Dre on next time. Hell yeah, hell yeah, for sure. As a matter of fact, maybe do this live on my Twitch channel one time. Yes, sir. Asking this question because you know. Sometimes I can't see the chat room all the time. They ask me questions. Yeah, yeah. like I'll answer some of the questions if I if I do see them. Like tonight, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do question and answer tonight with you know with, with my viewers and shit, but uh yeah man we, we can do this anytime man um, absolutely yeah tw- so twitch.tv slash DJ Franz and that's DJ F R A N Z E N uh Instagram is Franzelay Bay Twitter is DJ underscore Franz and and don't you ever what what's the don't ever call you um for what 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 name don't you like I know it's not a, oh, oh don't ever. Well, you know, for the people that know me, know me. If you if you say you really know me, don't call me Fran. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm... I only do that when I'm ordering food. Right? <laughs> what name is it under? Fran. But other than that, don't call me Fran. Then don't hit him up when the clubs open back up. <laughs> yeah, when the clubs open back up. Um, um, if you've ever been to Dre's nightclub, you know I'm a resident DJ there for the last going on six years now. Um, I'm, it's confirmed that when, when we open back up that... I'm gonna be the first one on the list to throw the party, so we are, we are raging, bro. Like, bro, raging. I'm inviting everybody, all my LA friends, all my Bay Area friends, all my West Coast friends. Shit, as a matter of fact, anybody that wants to come party with me on that first weekend, on that first night, I promise you that Sunday night will be a fucking madhouse because what Pisces miss celebrating their birthdays, Tauruses. I'm a Gemini. I miss my fucking birthday. Fucking Cancers. Now we're in Leo season. Who knows? Maybe the fucking Virgos are up next. Which is crazy. <laughs> but from what I'm hearing, so if people are out there wondering when Vegas clubs are going to open and all these Vegas pools, it's not going to be till next year. So yeah. if you plan on coming out to Vegas, try to turn it up. Oh, you can turn up. You definitely can turn up because we have alcohol 24 hours a day out here, right? But if you think you're going to a strip club or yeah. Vegas clubs... It ain't you, you, you ain't know that. Yeah, you I've been know. here the past couple, four to three, four days, and hey, we ain't got hey, what, shit. What you tell me? What you say? I said this is sad. This is depressing. <laughs> You've like, never been to Vegas in this state. No, I've never, I've never been like, bro. Like, I usually we know what to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, where are we at tonight you know with it? Well, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, shit, you came Saturday. You know Sunday you'd be right there with me at Trace, bro. Bro, I woke up. <laughs> bro, I woke up. The, I've been waking up at seven thirty-eight because I've been going to sleep early. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we doing? You know, this quarantine has really, you know, not only brought the best out of people, but also changed a lot of people's lives, sleeping schedules, just the way they think. The hey, for me, live. I needed this shit, to be honest. Me for too. us promoters. Me too. For, you know, that we go hard and shit. Like, yeah. we needed a break, man. 
And I felt I feel like we did like we needed this little this little reset. Yeah, oh, this is definitely a reset because now when we do get back to it, what up? Keyboard. Yeah, Who needs it? See my brother KT. Who needs it? <laughs> yeah, yo, it's when, yo, you hear some of that in the background. That's that, that's that friendly, the friendly. <laughs> <laughs> There's that fucking karaoke sound right there. Yo, and I heard, I heard the, only, the only thing you can do out here is go to karaoke. <laughs> yeah, karaoke, you know, some hookah bars. But if you're looking to celebrate your birthday Vegas style in a big ass club, don't, yeah, yeah, don't, you don't expect that shit. because that's not happening until next year. And it, it, uh, the only pool party, there is a couple pool parties, but you're six people per table. You can't come 15, 20 deep. You know what I'm saying? And six and people. Yeah, six people, and they strict on mass. Yeah, it's it's bananas, but hey, but we gonna make it through. You know what I'm saying? We are, man. You you have we have to make it through. Like you, we have we all have to find a way. This is gonna bring a hustle out on everybody, man. Absolutely. And once again, man, prayers going out to anybody out there that that has family in the Middle East. That shit that happened today in Lebanon, man, that shit was heartbreaking, bro. Yeah. That shit definitely looked like something from from a movie. Definitely. But that was real fucking life. Hell yeah. That's yeah. I haven't, I haven't 40 done. kilometers. That's crazy. That shit caused blast for 40 kilometers. It's fucking over damn near 30 miles, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't really know off the top of my head, but that shit's scary, man. That shit's scary, bro. 2020 has been a hell of a year, right? Like I said, ever since Kobe has passed away. Bro, what? Everything's been downhill. Man, Kobe, like that, yeah. That one, I've never cried over. Um, Somebody I didn't know die. <laughs> like I cried. Like, bro, I cried for Kobe, I think maybe oh, man. maybe yeah. like 10 days straight. Yo, that shit was crazy. Man. You know, I've only met Kobe once, and, you know, it's not like I knew the guy, but golly, man, just knowing what he did. You know, because me, I, like, anybody who knows me, I've been a Laker fan since the 80s. You know, my dad was a was a Laker fan. And my favorite, my favorite basketball player of all time is Magic. So man, another anybody, one. Anybody who knows me, him cut short from us too. I see Brian go back, and I see, I see, um, you know, cut short as in basketball. I go back and I see what he was doing, and my God, bro, my dude was fucking just Showtime, bro. That shit was fucking. The passes were. It was like really a show. <laughs> Yo, for like, sure. It was like a dance move down there. That's like when you're calling, I'm like, this dude dancing on the basketball. Court. Like when you're playing with him, like yo, you just gotta run and expect the ball. Yeah. Like I, because I, you I, don't know. And actually, Magic is on my bucket list. I've never met him, but I was DJing the Charles Barkley party for when uh, NBA All Star was yeah. in 2007, and I was DJing and I gave Magic Johnson a shot. I'm like, they're my favorite player. <laughs> I fucking looked down where he was at. That's dope. And this was at Studio 54 at MGM. He looked down. He pointed. He's like. And I just wish I actually, you know, shook his hand or something. That's dope. Yeah, I used to hang with his uh, his son, Dre. Who's that? I used to hang with his son, Dre. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he was super cool. Talked like his dad and everything. It was funny. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, man. Coming back. We coming back. Make sure y'all tune in. Show him some love. Come out to LA and do the show. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. Go fucking, go to Dre's house and do it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Go to Dre's house and have our own little Dre's at Dre's house. Yeah. Yo, Booty and the Beast podcast. Love y'all, man. Appreciate you, Sam Sam. Yes, sir, my brother.